Hey, welcome to Whose Line Are You On? Where the team's messed up and the points don't matter. Oh, show 194. Welcome back to another episode of the Pucknologist, the only unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free Sharks podcast, part of Teal Town USA. Remember, you can keep us commercial-free using that Super Chat option during the live shows. Better yet, hit us up on Venmo at Teal Town USA. And if you're new to the cast... Hit that like or subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Leave your take in the comments section if you could not join us live. And if you're audio only on your favorite podcast app, make sure to subscribe. And if you're down with the 24-7 Sharks talk that will sometimes go to 3 a.m. like it did last night, hit up the jerk man at hockey underscore jerk on the Tweety to secure your Discord invite. And remember this season, every episode of The Pucknologist, we're giving away prizes, so pay attention, kids. Oh, let's go, let's go, let's go. I think you owe me some money. Yeah, that's what that's what, uh, that's what what people are saying. Many people. Many um, many people are saying it. I So this has <laughs> nothing to do, <clears throat> absolutely zero, to do with anything that you just said. Uh-oh. Except for what, except for what you said right at the beginning. What, the but parlay? you said... You said, whose line are you on anyway, and, and how the points don't matter? No, the team's messed up. The points don't matter. <laughs> Correct. Would you believe me if I told you that the person on this team who is second in points is currently in the AHL? <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> ah, all right. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Woo. Sharks played three this week. Went 0-3-0 to the surprise of absolutely no one. Although I will say, dude, everybody say that mentioned the when they looked at the October schedule, they said, "Oh well, pff, the first time in 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 history a team has started their season with four straight against the previous season division winners." Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. everybody was eyeballing the <clears throat> Nashville game. Like, okay, well, that's the one. That's the one that they could. They, they could potentially pull that out. What ended up happening ended up being their worst loss of the season goal-wise. See, and I thought <laughs> and I thought Nashville was going to be the one they would pull it out in just because the Predators are, like, extremely fraudulent as a team. So, like, I, like, you know, I, I, I consider myself to, I consider myself to be a bit of an aficionado when it comes to, you know, knowing rosters and player tracking and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of the guys who were getting it done for Nashville uh, in the game on Saturday, I was like, that guy's on the team. <laughs> that guy made that it. Like, Darren Helm is still in the NHL. <laughs> like the, you know, not, you know, not to be a real, you know, you know, post game live analysis about this, <laughs> but like the predators are a fraudulent team. The fact that the sharks lost, I think is surprising. And I will defend that forever. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, dude. Even David in the chat. Or has any team gone winless over an entire season? Well, you know, uh, I don't know if you remember AJ. You might know this. Uh, there is a team that, in an eighty-four regular season game regular season, which doesn't happen anymore. Sure. But there was a team that, out of eighty-four games, they only won eleven games. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're called this team. Yeah. <laughs> well, in 
kind of feels like we're on that track. Well, I was going to say, to be fair, the 93-94 team, if memory serves, started off 0-8-1. Hey, you know what? Uh, I, you know, um, there's a lot of dialogue about wanting to be memorable mm-hmm. and having the worst record in franchise history is a way to be memorable. Sure. It, it, it could happen. Burge I mean, saying if they lose against the Caps, happen. dude, if they lose against the Caps, I don't know when they're going to get their first win. I agree with Burge because the Capitals are even more fraudulent than the Predators are. I don't know. Jeez. So. <sighs> New barn, same result. Whatever. Um, so uh, this week, I mean, <laughs> like I don't want to fall into our old habit of going game by game, but good God, man. <laughs> like it was just like how many different ways were they going to lose? <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually a really kind of exceptional way to put it because every loss this week, and in case you weren't paying attention, there were three of them. Every loss this week felt different. No. Oh yeah, I mean six <laughs> six three versus Carolina. It's like oh my god, they scored two out of six on the power play, and you're going hell yeah, and then oh, but they also. Gave up three power play goals and gave up a shorty. Well, so I'll do you one better. So, Dude, the uh, mo- let's be honest. The most entertaining part of the Carolina game was D'Angelo getting drilled by the by the official. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, deep state establishment strikes again, right? Um, <laughs> no, I. You know what's so? I'll do you one better on this one. So. The when I got to my hockey game on Tuesday night, sure. And this was uh, what time did my game start on Tuesday? I got to the arena, I think at nine, nine ish, nine ten maybe. And the Sharks were up three to two, and I'm like, okay, there's still a lot of time left, and this is the Carolina Hurricanes, but good kind of activity going on here. Sharks are hanging in there against a good team like they did against Colorado. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe there's something here. Go play my game, do the whole thing, right? I come back, I look at my phone, and I see that not only were four more goals scored in this game, none of them belonged to the Sharks. Mm -hmm. So it was very much like, you know, that meme, right? Where or the GIF where it's like the guy walks in, it's like, what happened here? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other thing is that after this one, Quinn called the team too soft, too slow. Penalties took the life out of us. We're just not good enough, and it's like. Yeah, we've been... remember remember two and a half weeks ago when it was like we're gonna shock some people. <laughs> and and to be technical, I think by starting the season zero and five or sorry zero four and one, I think they are shocking people, <laughs> myself including. Bad. I I I made a whole dialogue a week ago about how the law of averages says you're gonna get at least one win, and not even the law of averages want to touch this team. No, they're like <laughs> no, we good. You, you yeah. can you can stay with Murphy's law, dude. Keep I, it, <laughs> keep it. Yeah, dude. I uh, maybe it's just me. I feel like the Sharks, for whatever reason, they're still paying for the Meyer hand pass. <laughs> the hockey on gods you, won't let it go, dude. Well, depending on who you ask, there's a million and one things that they're still paying for. Oh sure, but I mean, calling the team soft, too slow, or whatever. You can only go to that quiver so many times if you're Quinn. You know what well, I mean? And to go to, but to go to it so early, right? Yeah. Like it's game at the Carolina game was game three. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. And you're already like 
throwing grenades into the media. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you mentioned it earlier, the whole thing of what, two weeks ago, it's, oh, we're going to shock the world. (laughs) Uh, Again, I still contend that on some level they have shocked us. Oh my God. Well, for, for the wrong reason, but well, the, the one thing I want to just, uh, dip in here on this was Ferraro, Ferraro post game. Just the, you, you gotta hear this. This is great. Yeah. Uh, it's, it sucks. It's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's a pretty brutal feeling, uh, back to back games, you know, against, I mean, three really good teams that we played so far. Um, and despite, you know, Maybe not the shots and the chances weren't quite where we wanted it to be. You know, we're, we're, we're right there. Um, so to let this one slip kind of, it stinks, but it's early in the season. It's things that we can learn from. It's a group. I'm sorry, we're right there? So, yeah, if you take away the other team out shooting us and outscoring us, then yeah, we're right there. See, the thing is, actually, <laughs> I, I'm kind of going to take a different approach. I think... Look at the Colorado game, what happened there. Yes, admittedly, the Sharks fumbled that one, but Sharks commanded that game the whole time. And then in this Carolina game, they, I don't want to say they had it in the bag, but they hung in there. So when you look at that two-game segment, you can find encouraging things. And then you hear what Mario Ferraro says and says, okay, all right, maybe like, you know, we always talk about like you're building the foundation and then you're kind of taking that logical next step. But then you watch what happened against Boston and against Nashville where it was just absolutely terrible. And it's like, okay, so the whatever you want to call it, the advice or the idea that Mario Ferraro put out there in the media, like that just get for Like, did it just come out of your mouth? And then it was like, boom, gone as soon as you left. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, I, I have no problem with losing as long as there's effort. Oh, and of course. There and were so many stretches where I didn't think we got that. Yeah, there were, I mean... There was effort, it just wasn't for 60 minutes a lot of the time, which Correct. Quinn even said. But um, let me ask, or I, sh- I don't want to say ask you this, but uh, let's say the, he- the headline. Dude, it's, uh, the Sharks have a, um, a Meyer, Burns, and Carlson-sized hole in this team. There's only three players that can fill it. <laughs> I wonder who it is. Yeah. And then, Couldn't be one of them. David said, who thought it was a good idea to get rid of Meyer, Burns, and Carlson? I mean, dude, that's what you have to go through through a rebuild. I don't know, but AJ, if you, I mean, if you recall my pin tweet, it's almost like somebody could have warned against this. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember that part. <laughs> oh, man. So I, it's been 10 minutes and I feel like we're already snapping around the spice here and I'm, I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. Oh, <laughs> it's just so much spice. <laughs> it's a lot to unpack oh so much now i and i will say because we talked about it on the last show that i said um blackwood deserved the start in that first game mm-hmm. after Correct. 51 against colorado and then and you mentioned it earlier chief looked solid early on but then that third period was just a fucking tire fire yeah and yeah to let in four goals in the third period two of them on the power play it, it just, I mean, it's easy to say, like, point at the goalie and say, hey, what happened there? But I feel like it was just a total team collapse, yeah. you know? And the second straight game where the Sharks couldn't hold a lead, which exactly that was something that we lamented all season long last year. Well, and we lamented how exceptional their penalty kill was, too. Yeah, which is, <laughs> dude, falling off the rails a little bit so far. A little bit. Just a scotch. <laughs> Uh, and then, so you move on to the next game against Boston. Now, the, the one thing you got to say is, dude, when Boston came in, they hadn't played since Saturday. They had 
a significant amount of time off, you're like, oh, fuck, they're coming in fresh. You knew Kakanin was coming in after Blackwood got hung out to dry. But the best part of the day, let's be honest, was the half hour that we all thought that Kevin LeBanc got waived. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of excitement uh, when that came out. Rightly or wrongly, there was a lot. Dude, I still did. Did Sarah Valley get catfished? Is that what it was? Do you think he like just somebody gave him a spicy meatball and he ran with it without any confirmation? I mean, I, you know, I mean, I don't want to speculate on someone's speculation, but I, I think there's some truth somewhere. Like it, it would not surprise me if, if whoever his source is, it would not surprise me if they went to him and say, Hey, the sharks are waving a big money guy. Uh, you know, on Monday or Tuesday or whatever day it was, and uh, Wednesday maybe. Oh, and you and, think they went for the assumption of LeBanc instead of Shimmick? Yeah, right. And 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 I feel like again, like if and we're just speculating here, but if somebody came to me and said, "Hey, the Sharks are waving a big money guy who hasn't done a lot lately," I kind of feel like <laughs> LeBanc has a target. <laughs> right. I was gonna say natural progression would bring you there, but I don't well, know. and makes you think. <laughs> they, well, and the thing about the Boston game, I mean. Uh, and, and to to give you my best Brody Brazil impression, if you take away a debatable goalie interference goal and a fluke goal from Pasta, the Sharks are in this. Well, yeah, you know, if you just you know, if you take it, away it, all the uh, the t- you know the opposition, if you take away all all their goals, the Sharks win. Well, yeah, I was going to say I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, if you if you simply just score more than the other team, you wouldn't lose. You know? I, see, now I've heard many about this. people are saying I've heard this. I cannot confirm nor deny. Yeah, many people are saying yeah, couldn't but, be us, but but Kakinen finished that one with a nine seventeen. You know, he stopped thirty three of thirty six, but in four games up to that point, and then of course the fifth one later in the week, though, they've scored more. They they've only scored more than a goal once in five games. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't sit there and go, well, if the Sharks were getting better goaltending, right? <laughs> I mean, you can look at the numbers on the scroll, like. They're not great, but dude, they're certainly better than what Reimer and Kakinen were giving you last year. Well, I was gonna say, like their their goaltending is, they're you know I I don't know that I want to say their goaltending is good enough to win games, but their goaltending is certainly good enough to not get pumped six to three and five to one. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, Skyler in the super chat. Well, this this does go into the uh, Discord chat from last night. Maybe the Sharks' holes in the lineup can be filled by the Houston Oilers, soon to be Edmonton Oilers, with QB Packy Maniow. So you, you had to be there for last night's Discord, dude. So we were, we were having a little discussion about relocation, and somebody was like, well, yeah, don't you remember when the Houston Oilers moved to Edmonton? And I was like, what? Oh, that's, um, yeah, that's not quite what that... That's not how that happened. That's not the same thing. Yeah, not even <laughs> close. <laughs> uh, the other thing about the Boston game, though, that was a mind fuck is that through two periods, the Sharks had 16 shots on goal and Ferrario, Ferraro had five of them. <laughs> yeah, I was really I was really kind of on tilt about that because, you know, I was talking with, uh, you know, Brian, uh, we were we were talking about some some gambling protocols and I was like, 
and I had said to him, I was like, one of these, def- like all of these Sharks defensemen are terrible, but like one of them's got to put it on the net, right? Maybe Ferraro, maybe Benning. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, and I wasn't sure. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to touch it. And then I look like going into the first intermission, I think he had four of those shots. And I was just like, he leads the fucking, it. he leads the team in time on ice. Right. Like a broken clock is truly right twice a day. <sighs> Dude. Uh, Ricky calling out, uh, declare, what do you, what do you say about this saying, uh, how long does it have to go on before the broadcast narrative about declare being beyond amazing goes away? He's been mediocre at best. So I got to tell you a little bit. I I feel like he's been a scotch of a, um, of a Gregor. Like he's got amazing wheels, but he just hasn't had the finish yet. Well, see, here's the, here's kind of the thing, right? is and this goes back to my adage of two things can be true sure you can be um, among a group of people in this case the san jose sharks hockey club among a group of people you can be the best but against the entire sample size being the nhl you can not be playing well and so i think it's both i do think well, Hockey Jerk would send the Discord uh, when he's not trying to focus on the podcast, Ramon <laughs> Garcia. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, we do have two prize winners from last week, so we'll get to that at some point. Yeah, that's your spicy little teaser to stick around. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, like, I, I think it's both. Like, I think Duclair has been the best shark, or at the very least, one of the best sharks so far this season. But that doesn't objectively mean that he's been good. It just means he's been the best among this group. Yeah, he's, he's been the best of the worst. Yeah, right. And so I, I don't like, you know, normally I'm kind of feel like the talking heads kind of blow a lot of smoke to keep eyes on the TV. But that's one of the few things where I'm like, yeah, he's clearly among those trying to do the most to make something happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. <sighs> then you move on to uh, the Nashville game, which was really weird, dude. It's like. All of a sudden, there's a. I don't remember the last time Quinn has ever rolled seven D. Was that the first time? Um, I mean, first time to memory. So yeah, it might have been. If not the first time, one of the first times. Yeah, at least yeah, obviously with the Sharks, but right. rolling seven D, scratching Bordalo, then in the game he benches Vlasic. Whew. Yeah, it's just I I do. That that is kind of like I when I saw that Bordalo was benched, my immediate thought was when did we bring Bob Bugner back? Because <laughs> you you remember game one, right? The, the rebuild is over and we were we're moving forward and, and Thomas Bordalo is part of that, right? And uh you know, I, I just don't understand like okay, okay, if you wanna if you wanna look pull up the tape and you say, Well, you know what, Thomas Bordalo did X, Y, and Z wrong. Okay, I think that's a fair conversation to have. But from a coaching perspective, I don't understand the idea of pulling out a guy who is part of your future, has played well in the amount of games he's played, and, you know, is in a situation like you kind of just have to work things out. You know what I mean? Especially when you're that young and and you're going to be relied on. You know, you just you should be afforded the time to work those kinds of things out. Like I don't objectively, I don't have a problem scratching Bordalo if there's a good reason for it, but I don't think that there is when guys like, 
Mike Hoffman have stayed in the lineup, when mm-hmm. guys like Luke Cunning have stayed in the lineup. You know what I mean? And well, I, and let's be honest as well, dude. Since since game one, it's it's put everybody's numbers in a hat. Right. Which I totally understand that, but I just it, it I'll be totally honest with you. It makes zero sense to me to say, hey, this guy who's part of our future and we need to let him work through the difficulty so that he can kind of fulfill that prophecy, scratch him. But Mike Hoffman, who's not going to be in here in a year, I mean, I guess unless you want to boost Hoffman's value, I guess that's fine, but he's not been very good. Like you want to talk about a guy who's not been good, Hoffman. <laughs> and Luke Cunning, like I know I tried to sing his praises last week, but he was terrible this week. Dude, like, you literally Hoffman. lost money on the guy. I know. And it's like, I am just... You know, uh, again, it goes back to the conversation that you and I have had a million times where, you know, if a guy doesn't a guy not doing a lot is OK if he's not being expected to do a lot. And the the argument that we made used to make that was Nico Sturm or mm-hmm. um, Nico Sturm and uh, Stephen Lorenz last year as well. And guys like that, Svechnikov as well, you brought up where it's like, OK, yeah, you're not doing a lot, but you're doing what we ask of you. And I feel like. The what you're doing versus what we need ratio is extremely lopsided uh, when it comes to Luke Cunning. Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to answer David's question here that says, why do people think Bordelow and Eklund are the future of the Sharks? Uh, David, I would ask if you've watched a Sharks game in the last three years. <laughs> and I don't mean that to be a dick, despite what it might sound like, but like young, good players generally help teams get better. Just saying, yeah. Like, dude, I, I, at like, one point, Tomas Hurdle was 19 years old. That's what I'm saying. Like, I like, you know, calling those guys the future doesn't mean that they're the only ones who are going to do things. Well, like, and the thing you, is, that you when, still have to outfit an entire team. And when Hurdle came in, there was Couture, Thornton, Pavelski, Marlowe. There was a shit ton more talent on the team right. than there is right now. Totally. So I think you got to give those guys a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, like you were saying, maybe let them work through some shit. But this Nashville game that many people were saying mm-hmm. was going to be the game that the Sharks could finally put one in the W column. Dude, 5-1 loss. Four of the, the first four goals all came within three minutes of the, of the uh, start or end of a period. Like they just can't have a full period. How many times have they given up two quickies? Like f- game one against Vegas, there was a couple of quickies. This game against Nashville, got like two goals within 12 seconds. Right. Like, oh, like after you get that first goal, sh- shouldn't that be like a wake-up call? Go, okay, let's get our shit together. And then 12 seconds later. Y- yeah, exactly. Fuck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they've been yeah. outshot in every game. It's, oh, I, oh, yo, yo, I just, I can't. So, I mean, look, to the surprise of no one affiliated with this podcast, the Sharks are the last remaining winless team. What? <laughs> <laughs> Despite the efforts of the Washington Capitals, I might add. <laughs> no kidding, dude. Dude. But it's, for me, it's, it's, uh, it's, this team just doesn't have talent. And in fact, uh, the post game, I I, I want to say it was um, the game against Nashville. Sturm said, you know, he's like, effort is there. Like, guys are trying, which, 
like we were saying, it's like, no, I mean, I see some effort. Does it need to be more consistent? Sure. But it still just comes back to the whole thing of this team just doesn't have the talent. Like I have, I can have, I can get on the track with Hussein Bolt. I can have all the effort in the world for a hundred yards. I'm not as athletically gifted. I can put out 2,000 times more effort, but you still have to have the talent and the athletic ability. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, effort is great. Like, it, I would definitely rather have effort than no effort. But again, like, you know, there's only so many times that you can point to the moral victory before it gets kind of ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I mean, the, the Sharks, they're also giving up an insane amount of shots on goal. And even Hurdle called it out after the game against Nashville, where it's like, we're, we're just letting guys run our fucking goalies, get all up in their grill, and we're not doing anything about it. Hurdle seemed pissed in the postgame. Can you blame him? Not at all. I mean, he with Couture out, he's the de facto leader of the team. Absolutely. And they're playing absolutely terrible under his watch. <laughs> and see, I like seeing that from Hurdle versus the clip that I played earlier from Ferraro after Carolina. So, you know, oh, well, if this doesn't happen, you know, we're right there. No, the fuck you are. <laughs> Give me a break. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, goaltending is not the problem. It's, it's four goals in four games. Right. And then, and the great part is over five games, the Sharks defense, the blue line, you know, we obviously Carlson's gone and he's a point per game, if not better player right now, the Sharks defense has posted five points in five games. Two of them came from Henry Thrun, who was down with the CUDA. Right. <laughs> where and how is this team going to manufacture goals? You have to lock down the D. You have to contest the blue line. They, Dude, we talked about going back to uh, 20, 25 years ago. Dude, bring back the cycle. Let's go look at some tape of uh, Scott Thornton, uh, Nick Sundstrom, and Mike Ricci. You know, wait for the other team to make a mistake. Dude, Stefan Nason has more points than any current Shark right now. Well, and to the point, uh, to the point that Kevin made in the chat, specifically about Anthony Duclair, you know, he thrives when, you know, he he has the puck in the slot, which requires offensive zone pressure. And, What's that? Right. And and how many times did we see, especially last night, where it's like, okay, sure, the Sharks get into the zone, and it's a lot of one and done. There's no pressure. There's no cycle. There's no opportunities. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And And, you know, you can look at the stats, and you can say, hey, you know what? The Sharks... You know, specifically against Boston and against Nashville, the Sharks were within 10 of both of those teams in shots on goal. But, you know, if it's not a high quality, like, and, and, and anybody who's a, you know, an aficionado of gambling, you know, knows this. If you take the, if you have the puck at center ice and you float it and it hits the goalie, that's a shot. Yeah. But how close were you to scoring? Nowhere close. Well, and after five games, dude, shots allowed 196, shots for 119. Right. That's, that's, I would just call not that, getting chances. Yeah. I would call that discrepancy. What's the word? Oh, huge. <laughs> and then we, we talk about Thrun. You know, he gets a point in game one, scratched in the next game, <laughs> gets a point in game three, and then gets sent down. 
and I'm going same thing as Bortolo. Like let him work it out, you know? Uh, yeah. Now I understand. Like Thrun, he'll be able to play in all situations, get way more time on ice with the Barracuda. <sighs> but but then here's dude, the- I, dude playing with the Sharks. If if Thrun's getting 20 minutes with the Cuda, and right now Ferraro's getting like 20, 20 and a half with the Sharks, I'm going. Maybe rethink that. Well, and and here's the thing. Like, how much did we talk about last year? I think you asked the question probably once a month is <laughs> when do when do Eklund and Bordalo join the team? And every time I said the same thing, I said when it's the forwards who are going to be on their way out towards the end of the year are gone. When there's room for them, they will take it. And that has happened with Henry Thrun, to your point of playing in all situations in the Barracuda. Absolutely. Of, of totally valid point. And I think long-term, I think it will be good for him. But when you have a guy that's already shown he can play in the NHL, he should be there. And number two, you look at the Sharks' defensive situation, they have eight guys who are healthy, right? Jacob McDonald is hurt, and they sent Radim Shimmick down. So you have eight guys who are healthy and in the regular rotation, theoretically. All of them have beyond this year under team control, whether it's another year on their contract or whether they're a restricted free agent. Mm -hmm. So when the hell is Henry Thrun supposed to jump into the NHL? Because I'm seeing, you know, as much as I think, you know, the revision on Mike Greer's tenure as GM is actually proven really positive for him. I do question once again, signing these replacement level players to multi-year deals. (laughs) Like if you want to play the prospects and integrate them into the system, just do it. If you lose, if you lose with Thrun as your number one defenseman versus Lassick as your number one defenseman, who gives a shit? <laughs> well, here's the point. It's like the the points from the blue line, you have an assist from Kanijov, an assist from Ferraro, an assist from Benning, and then two from Thrun. Yeah, and, and as I said and, at the and, top, and Thrun I, is second on the team in points. Yeah, right. And the other thing. Ferraro leading the team in time on ice. Uh, he's also uh, up there with the dash five. Not that plus minus means anything, any way, shape, or form. But on its own, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but it's but just, when you compare it, yeah. Like in we kind of talked about this a little bit last night on the Discord. It's that Ferraro is a three four at best, being thrust into a one. Yeah, because the uh, the uh, you know the options the alternate options are that bad, and 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 you know I'll I'll make the same point that I made um, a week ago, right? Talking about plus minus and how it doesn't matter when you compare it to certain things, it can matter. And I made the argument a week ago of you know Ferraro and Ruta have vastly different plus minuses, yet their ice time is you know within a minute or so of each other. That's still true. You're you know right. I mean? <laughs> also, to that counterpoint, what if I told you that there were three players on the Sharks who are not minus? Bullshit. It's the two goalies and Granlin who's been injured <laughs> since game one. <laughs> okay, I wasn't thinking of the goalies. The only one in my head, I'm going, okay, Granlin, sure, but okay. <laughs> that kind of shows you where things are. <laughs> Dude, that was a sneaky little play you dropped in there. <laughs> Yeah. I like that. Um, so again, the the other thing I just want to 
point out, which I thought was so funny, was Sarah Valley 922. Sources say Sharks will be placing forward Kevin LeBanc on waivers today. LeBanc has been a healthy scratch for all three of San Jose's games to start the year. He's in the final year of his deal at $4.725 million and has averaged a half a point per game over 302, or 332 games um, 40 minutes later. After informing LeBanc's camp that he will be placed on waivers today, the Sharks have reversed course and LeBanc is now expected to make his season debut. The reason why I say I think Sarah Valley got catfished or trolled or whatever you want to say is the fact that he, you know, he's going, the Sharks reversed course after notifying their camp. And I'm going, dude, Quinn said the day before after practice that LeBanc was going to be playing. Well, not only that, but, you know, uh, let me ask you a question. And I'm sure I know the answer, but I'll ask for, for the story. So have you either done yourself or observed someone else doing, you know, when you make a stake, make a mistake, and then you're so rattled when you're trying to correct it, then you then make another mistake. <laughs> I, I throw, uh, throw that tweet back up. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a time that that happened to me. I'm not sure, but. It, it, I can tell you from my own personal experience that I can't tell you how many times I've messed something up and then I'm so rattled trying to correct it that I mess something else up. I think it's a very normal thing to happen. But here's what I'm pointing out right here, specifically in the second tweet. After informing LeBanc's camp that he'll be placed on waivers today, everything that we heard both publicly and privately, LeBanc was never told. <laughs> so... You throw out this tweet after the fact to try and clean up your mess, but in doing so, you th- throw something else out there that's also not true. Yeah, and I think it should also be noted. Like, I mean, Sarah Valley, a bigger name, of course, but this is a guy who also posted, I think, over uh, towards the end of last season or right after the, the regular season ended. Within a couple of weeks, he posted some shit that said, uh, Gibson has said he will never play another game for Anaheim. Well, and right. And that's the thing. He he definitely has a history of breaking stories first and breaking them in depth. I will 100 percent give him his flowers for that. But there have been multiple examples. Yeah, he's gotten uh, caught with his pants down a few times. At least at least three examples where, you know, this one, obviously the one you mentioned about Gibson. And I know there was one more. It might have been around the bubble where something was reported and then it ended up not being true. And. And again, like I, I, I don't like the idea of like completely carving someone who's trying to do their job, but I've never, to my knowledge, I don't know that I've ever seen a report proven wrong and the initial breaker, so to speak, like refuses to say, oh yeah, I fucked that one up. Like it's like, I feel like I've noticed with Sarah Valley ever since he's gone to daily face off, like anytime he gets bad, it, like something wrong reported wrong. It's like, Oh, well, you know, uh, after these other things that have nothing to do with me happen, <laughs> I don't know. Again, I don't he wanna... says something five minutes later. Like, ah, you know what right, I mean? And, and again, I, I don't want, I don't want to carve the guy. Cause I, d- I genuinely do think that he's a good guy and he has good information. It's just, you know, a couple kind of goofy things have happened. That's all. Yeah, And, and the whole thing is like, it, it's, you know, you can respect, I, I, I can respect the screw up if you kind of, I don't know. Yeah. If you come out and you say, Hey, I got some bad info on that. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Own it. Say my mistake or whatever, instead of sitting there going, Oh, well the sharks walked it back. 
I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't think they did. Like, who was, you know, sources are saying, I'm like, what's your source? Trust me, bro. Yeah. Many people. Yeah. Many people. So, like we said, the one thing was, the one person who was put on waivers, of course, was Shimmick for CUDA assignment. And then um, Nikita, again, I'm never going to get his last name right, so I'm not going to try, but assigned to the Barracuda on a conditioning loan. Right now, no timeline for Granlin or Couture, but Granlin is, in fact, on the five-game road trip that the Sharks are currently on, but Couture is still at home. Boy, do you think he makes it back before the... Um... God, what is it? So they come back after the five-game, then they play four at home. You think maybe he's able to uh, come back somewhere in there? I think the fact that the Sharks rolled with seven defensemen <laughs> yesterday, I think, no, honestly, I think that that kind of says that they're dying for him to come back. And so I think he'll probably come back as soon as he can. Do you, do you think the Sharks lose every game until Couture returns? Oh, man. Dude, I'd be well, walking around that. But if, if, if they lose The law of every, averages says no, but. <laughs> but if they lose every game and then Couture comes back and they win that game, dude, I'm acting like I got the biggest cock in the room. <laughs> It was like, all me, baby. It's like Ian. Dude, all Ian, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see what happens. Let's go to uh, Heroes and Zeros, man. Um, who's your hero for the week? Oh, man, you're really going to make me go first. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got to. And I'm trying to, I'm scrambling for the fucking fences right now, trying to procure a name. I can't, I can't. So, and I'll. And I don't know, I, Couture for not having to play. I, I want to preface this by saying that the bar is very low. Dude, I'm telling you right now, my hero for the week is Ryan Carpenter. Yeah, he's played well. <laughs> he's he leads the uh, CUDA right now in points, and I think he might. Uh, let me let me um, let me dive right into the numbers. Yes, right now Ryan Carpenter more points than any current shark. Makes you think. Yeah. So. Um. Go ahead. You know, or are you going to go completely off the board like Ryan here and saying, you know what? There is no hero this week. <laughs> that's again, there have been worse takes for sure. Um, I do feel a sense of obligation to, uh, you know, to give this person their flowers. Uh, my hero bar is very low. As I said, Kevin LeBanc. I mean, you think about all the circumstances allegedly, mm -hmm told he was going on waivers and chief had and, jumped dude yeah alleged and then allegedly it was walked back and then you know there's just a lot of like kind of nonsense surrounding him this week and the two games that he played uh, against boston and against uh the national predators i thought he played really well um i mean you know he had three shots on goal yesterday two shots on goal uh against the boston bruins like you know, leading the, uh, you know, in the top three for forwards both nights and shots on goal. And as we always said, like, if you don't shoot, you're not going to score. And mm -hmm. I feel like, like you said, he just, he had some real kind of real, some real gumption added to his game. You know what I mean? And, and encouraging to see for a guy that I feel like he's been, you know, out the door for like the last two seasons. And, you know, so you just hope that, he kind of puts it together right around the time the Sharks want to pull the trigger on trading him. Hell know? yeah. Uh, my hero for the week is uh, Hurdle. And it's, I mean, yeah. he, he got his first goal of the season. He's owned 
and and this is the thing that I don't think a lot of people are actually talking about is mm-hmm. he's owned the dot yep. s- since game one. Uh, doesn't matter if defensive zone, neutral zone, offensive zone, he's been super fucking money, especially in key situations. He's winning faceoffs, and again, like you said, de facto captain with Couture out and calling out like, dude, we're hanging out Blackwood to fucking dry. We're allowing teams to just come in and have their way. That can't happen. So good on Hurdle for, you know, because remember, this was fucking Mr. Fun Must Be Always, and now (laughs) it's turned into I'm pissed the fuck off. Well, do you remember like, Right around the time that uh, right around the time that Hurdle started playing center on a regular basis, and like when they tried him out a couple times, do you remember the whole dialogue of like, oh, uh, Hurdle can't be a center because he sucks at faceoffs, and <laughs> now here we are, almost ten years later, he's been the best guy on the team in terms of faceoffs the last four years. Yeah, but and, and not and it hasn't been by like a little, right. <sighs> All right, uh, zero. Think? Yeah, zero <laughs> for the week. I have, oh, I have two. <laughs> the whole team is that fair to say? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I, you seem to uh, want to uh, carve Hoffman a little bit earlier. Do you want to go with him? Or yeah, actually, that's a good shout. I and again, I you know, everybody is playing bad. So again, the bar is is kind of low, but or in this case, high, depending on how you look at it. But I, I, I. I I've never understood like like whenever Mike Hoffman in his career has gone through a slump, right? Which you know happened a little bit uh, when he was with Montreal. Um, I anytime he's gone through a slump, I've just I've never understood it because like he's a good skater, he's a very good shooter, very good passer. Like he's somebody who, who? you know, if he's if he's not scoring. At the very least, he's always like kind of sniffing around the offense, right? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like this season, and maybe it's a product of the line that he's been on and who he's been playing with, right? Um, but I just feel like, you know, he hasn't really done a whole lot to kind of wow me. And, you know, he was with, you know, Peterson and Zetterlin for the most part yesterday. So that might have something to do with it. But I was just, for somebody who, offense kind of seems to follow him around i was expecting a lot more you know at least through five games yeah i would agree and maybe it's going to take him a little time to you know figure it out my my zero for well, the week. He, i mean he, he's got one year left on the contract so it better happen quickly <laughs> my zero for the week we, we talked about it earlier i actually have two but uh team wise ferraro mm-hmm. I, I you know loves me some more two weeks in a row <laughs> yeah oh is it yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I had him last week. I mean, he just some of the decisions that he's made. He's also had some bad luck. I believe uh, there was a goal earlier this week that it, he was parked in front uh, trying to keep the, the crease clear and a puck. Uh, it was uh, Pesci goes right off of Ferraro's skate. And, right. you know, and it's kind of like, well, you know, right behind Blackwood, what are you going to do? But he's also taken a couple bad penalties just mm. ay, ay, ay. um but the my other zero for the week dude the sharks fans bitching on social media oy, oy, oy. like it's like the fans this team needs a rebuild then the sharks start rebuilding then the fans go this team sucks i'm not paying to watch this 
Well, I don't know. I, you didn't. You didn't hear that the rebuild was over. <laughs> they said that on the broadcast. Yeah, give me a fuck. Yeah, it's no longer a rebuild. It's a build. Come on. Or the fans going. I hope the Sharks tank this season so they can get that top draft pick, and then the Sharks start zero and zero four and one, and then the fans go. I can't believe the tank is so empty. Well, like, and that's fucking like, pick a lane. Well, and that's why, like we said, you know, I think we've been saying it for the last three seasons, right? It's like, okay, you're going to lose more than you win. Just be interesting. Be exciting. Show us the foundation you're building. Yeah, and it's been pretty fucking thin through five games. Right, and and when you're doing things like healthy scratching one of the forwards you expect to be part of your future and sending one of the defensemen you expect to be part of your future to the AHL, like, you're not being exciting. You're not being interesting. It doesn't even really feel like you're building anything. It's just kind of like... You know, like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, we've seen so many teams rebuild their rebuild effectively by getting a high draft pick, top one, top three, right? Mm-hmm. But you still need to add guys beyond that and get guys acclimated beyond that. And so, you know, the people want to see Bordalo and Eklund and Thrun. They want to see these guys in the NHL. You know what I mean? Well, and if the Sharks are going to be terrible anyway, you might as well just give it to them. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was the last show, show before, whatever. I do remember us batting it around where it's it's just a case of, like, look at cap friendly. It, it, it seems pretty clear that right now it's go along to get along. It's we're, we're, we're putting a Band-Aid on a mortal wound right now. Look at all the goddamn contracts. They're all two years or less. And it's kind of, we're, we're going to try to get through these next two seasons and we get Musty, we get Smith. Maybe there's a couple other pieces that are ready to come in, whether it's, um, what's the guy's name? Hal, Hal, Hal Tunin? What's Hal Tunin, yeah. Yeah, Hal Tunin, uh, Beastead. I mean, there are pieces. Uh, maybe the Nikita is ready to make a jump. I mean, Brandon Coe has actually looked pretty good so far for the CUDA. He's been one of the the few, you know, bright spots for that team. Right. But it's, I just look at cap friendly and I'm going, if you read between the lines, it seems like the Sharks, Greer has the plan. <laughs> Does it also coincide with Vlasic being gone? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a, a, kind of in line with a couple key contracts being off the books. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, th- that being said, do you think um, uh, Vlasic made? And the only reason why I bring this up is because obviously Vlasic he got he had his ass stapled to the bench last game. He's three. Well, this year and then two more after this, right? Correct me if I'm uh, wrong. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, it makes me wonder just because the Balsers buyout, you know despite the fact that it was only like, what, 300K? So mm-hmm. the Valsers buyout comes off the books after this season. The Jones buyout goes from 2.9 to 1.6. Do you think Vlasic is like the candidate that they might sit there and go, all right, it's time to buy out Vlasic? Well, or do you think that they ride out this, you know, the this that we're going to suck again next season so why keep Vlasic on the books longer than we need to? Let's just, mm-hmm. you know, keep his ass around. He can be the seventh defenseman, and we're just going to have to 
bury this contract and you know live it out I, I well we've debated ad nauseum like when is the perfect time to buy out Vlasic and I think everybody is kind of in agreement that it's this coming summer mm-hmm. that is the perfect time to buy him out but I that said that. we like you're you're completely right when you say that the Sharks are going to suck again next year so it doesn't make sense to clear Vlasic out unless you're trying to make room for somebody else and exactly. given what we've seen this year already it doesn't appear as though the Sharks really care all that much about making room for guys. So <laughs> I think you just you just ride it out and you deal with it. And especially because you you brought up, you know, the Balsers contract. Uh, I'm sorry, the Balsers buyout going away. The Martin Jones buyout penalty shrinking, mm-hmm. you know, that's by, half. You, by. Yeah, just about half. Yeah, that's that's one point nine million in savings right there. The salary cap is going to go up like four and a quarter, four and a quarter million. And you're going to so, save four point seven when Blabank's gone. Right. So all <laughs> so all of the sudden, between between buyout penalty shrinking, between the salary cap going up, between overpriced forwards getting cleared out, <laughs> all of the sudden just that cap space that's going to come just through like the natural order of things is going to absorb pretty much all of how much Vlasic costs against the cap. So with that in mind, it really makes no sense to me to get rid of Vlasic unless you're trying to put someone in his minutes. Excellent point. Absolutely. Thank you. Ah, yes. Um, so a few notables, just some shit that I noticed that I, I, I just get a kick out of. Not everybody, not everything is for everybody here. We get that, but mm-hmm. uh, and and that's kind of uh, towards you. Sure. <laughs> but dude, I noticed. I, I I guess I wasn't paying attention early on. Like you have, um, I don't want to say uh, poisoned me, but perhaps influenced <laughs> is the better word. Sure. But it's getting to the point where. Uh, I, I'm having difficulty watching the pregame show because it's like, Dude. what are they? What are they going to tell me that I I don't already know? Now, granted, I you know I pay more attention than the average fan, of course, because we have the podcast and everything like that. So maybe it's that I don't need to watch it to learn certain things. Um, and then you know the intermissions are largely rehash rehashes. You know they reuse content that they used in the pregame show. Anything that's pre-recorded, anyway. The one thing yeah, I had, they, you know, you talked about last week, you talked about Bedard overlord overload. Ugh, still I think happening. It was the game against Vegas, the second intermission talked about Bedard. And I'm like, why don't we talk about the game that's happening? <laughs> dude, that's just my- <laughs> during the Nashville game, dude, they brought up game seven. I'm like, really? I know. I, I heard it. I, as soon as soon, I could like, you could just hear it. You could hear it in the timbre of Randy Hahn's voice. As soon as, as they were talking he, about LeBanc, dude, I'm like, soon, oh, no, here it as comes. Soon as he, no, he said he was talking. He, as soon as he said Gus Nyquist. <laughs> he was like he was like Gus Nyquist, and then he threw out some some added adjective there. I don't remember what it was. Maybe famously, or or you know something to that effect. As soon as he said Gus Nyquist, I'm like, this motherfucker is gonna say it. <laughs> well, and guess what? Somebody said Game Seven, right? Well, and they've uh, what what have oh god what have the previous mottos been? It's been you know like teal together of. Uh, what if some of the other, th- you know, this is, this is sharks territory. Yeah, this is sharks territory. That type of shit. 
Well, the new ad campaign, I hadn't really paid attention to the commercial. Like as soon as I see the commercial, I'm like, okay, I got to take a leak. I got to, you know, go grab a, 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 a drink, something like I'll be back. And then I finally like paid attention to the ad and I noticed at the end, it's like, it's time to return to the tank. And I'm like, is it? but just the fact that they're running an ad like it's time to return to the tank i'm like is that not like you admitting that we got a lot of empty seats in this fucking place it's time for you people to come back (laughs) well like i'm just waiting like i'm waiting for somebody to come out and be like well yeah you know covid like (sighs) that's you know what i mean like despite the fact that you know it's been a long time that covid has not been a major issue Mm -hmm. you know because again there's no like like i and i understand you know it's not it's not sort of standard operating procedure to crap all over your product but it would be nice to hear somebody say like, hey, we've been brutal the last couple of years and we don't like how that makes our fans feel. We want to fix that instead of just being like, oh, well, you know, um, uh, COVID made us not re-sign Joe Pavelski. And it's like, already, come on. I don't know. I just like the, using the motto, it's time to return the tank. I was kind of like, yeah, you're admitting that no one is there. Yeah. I'm like, and you're Ooh. and you're you're admitting that there's some you're admitting that there's some reason why there's nobody is there, but like you're kind of beating around the bush. Like it's time to return to the tank as if, as if people weren't allowed to go. It's like, no, people are allowed to go. They're just choosing not to. Oh dude. And I like, uh, I like Lacey. (laughs) It's like, Oh, I thought that meant tank for the first pick. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. dude. It's time to return to the tank. In other words, it's time to come back to the idea of, Tanking the season. That is a four-dimensional chess shout by Kevin. Dude, that's a hat. <laughs> I, I think we need to give, at the very least, he gets a half a hashtag foreseen on that one. Yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> well, and dude, there were $12 seats available at the start of the Carolina game. And, and when you saw, I don't know if you were watching that Carolina game, dude, literally rows of empty seats in the lower bowl. Mm-hmm. Like fourth, fifth, sixth row. Fucking rose. That is just not a good look. And you know, um, dude, when I was watching that game, I'm like, oh fuck, I'm gonna win the bet with uh, with jerk that they're gonna hit like less than fucking ten thousand. They, uh, you know, tickets distributed were announced as ten three seventy eight, but Pashelka, sh- you know, given a little hint to how the sausage is made, said closer to seventy five hundred from what he was told. So, th- dude. I'm afraid I'm going to lose that bet to you because they're reporting tickets distributed. Right, because it's it's rigged in my favor. Just yeah, as I just as I designed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, like they could go to fucking you know Boy Scouts of America and be like, "Here's five thousand tickets. We gave them to you. Doesn't matter if you use them; they're distributed." Bye. <laughs> well, it, it's funny. So you were talking about the empty seats, and and I remember fondly, as I'm sure you do. I remember fondly how like it would be. It could be a Tuesday in January against the freaking Columbus Blue Jackets, mm-hmm. and the tank was humming. Yep. You know what I mean? And now, Saturday against Vegas, you get maybe 70% capacity. You are and correct. I was trying, and, and it's funny. So in the time that I have known my wife, my wife. The, shark, the Sharks have never made the playoffs in the time that I've known her. Mm-hmm. 
And so, like, I always tell her, I'm like, man, I wish you could have seen when the tank was buzzing, like, da da all the stuff. Oh, it was and amazing. She, she always jokes around. She's like, I don't know that it ever was because I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me show you this tape of Game 7. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there's this thing. It's called Game 7. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, and then tickets distributed versus Boston, they said, was 12-5. But, dude, I swear to God, dude, half of them were Boston fans. I, I can't remember the last time I've seen a Sharks game where it sounded and looked as if half the building, if not more, were opposing fans. It looked like a Raiders game in Vegas. You Usually you see that kind of activity when it's like Detroit or the Blackhawks or the Rangers. I don't know that I've ever seen it for the Bruins. Yeah, that was... Uh, I like well, Ramon's comment too, by the way. They need to distribute a ticket to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was the funny thing, dude. There was some, uh, some chief who came in on... Uh, on Sharks Facebook, uh, the Shark Fan Facebook or whatever. Were you no. wearing your hazmat suit when he came in? The, oh, of course. Got to go into the comments section. You got to be fully protected. But Chief was asking, he's like, you know, I'm driving up from Los Banos. If anybody has a couple of tickets for free that I could use, I'd really appreciate it. For free? Oh, my God, dude. dude. Well, and that was the thing is that somebody pointed out there like, hey, dickhead, they're $12 right now on GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that really putting you out that much? Yeah, I was going to say, there, the two things immediately come to mind right there. Number one, uh, the tickets are really cheap. Like, y- the gas to drive is probably going to be more expensive. Absolutely. Number, one. number two, how arrogant are you to think that you can be like, oh, hey, like, I'm driving three hours to the tank. Like, I should get hooked up. It's like, all right, well, watch the fucking game on TV. If I that's can't, dude, I can awesome. confirm that the person who posted this, their name was not Kurt. I can pr- I can confirm that. Okay. Uh, but Sharks tickets, dude. Like I think the average ticket price right now is like seventy bucks. You know, parking's thirty. A couple of beers is going to run you forty. A slice or something that's going to run you about twenty. I mean, you're talking about one hundred and sixty bucks for one one person. The Barracuda, dude, thirteen dollars for a ticket. You know the right place to park, like I do. You're not paying for parking. You know, <laughs> beers only like th- th- a couple of beers will run you 30 grub, maybe 12. Dude, you, you're, you're paying like 55 bucks on the night. Dude, tickets. Beer, beer costs more at the tank than a Cuda ticket. Dude, tickets to the game, the next home game, which is on November the 2nd, 11 bucks. Whoo. But then November the 4th, 54 bucks. Well, it's because, because it's a Saturday a night and it's a giveaway. Right, exactly, and and you know the the shills are out in full force. Hell yeah, you know? yeah. Or no, shill is the wrong word. The uh, the giveaway chasers are are out in full force. Yep. You know, like how many times like a complete tangent, but do you know how many times like going to Barracuda games, like you know, you would go to a Barracuda game and the guy who didn't know the Barracuda played in San Jose until one <laughs> until one commercial break ago has. <laughs> five fucking Rudolph's Balsers bobbleheads. And it's like, dude, like, can you let the people who have been here every game in line, like, mm-hmm. can, can you say, hey, these are the OGs, like, go ahead. Yeah, you know? hook them up. Like, 
So and right. to and to your point, dude, I will say I like stick tap to uh Sonia Tidinko, who is now doing the Barracuda. Oh, I forgot about her. Yeah, dude. The, but she's doing She's awesome. Yeah, she's doing this hit the Barracuda bite where they're actually giving the Barracuda some acknowledgement on Sharks pre and post. And during the intermission, it's like, fucking finally, where was this five years ago when they moved here? Right. You know, like God, little little too late on that one, but whatever. Big Big Bird has the answer. Homeless night at the tank. That's how you fill seats, my friend. Jesus, come on. Oof. Uh did you know that post teal lame comment just saying, but <laughs> did, go ahead. Did you know that post teal syndrome struck again this past week? I believe it. It happened, dude. It, it's every day. Yeah. Uh, Noah Gregor got that first goal for the Maple Leafs, uh, you know, a week and a half ago, whatever it was. This past week, dude, did you know that James Reimer is tied with one other guy for most shutouts in the league right now? <laughs> it's, it's, at, it's one, but still, you got to start somewhere. But, of course, Rhymes throws a, a, a shutout for Detroit. The other thing that'll uh, bake your fucking noodle, dude, butter your goddamn toast. Yep. Who has more points in the East? Who has, or I should say, who has the most points in the East right now? Uh, that would be the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Ryan's Detroit Red Wings. You know how much money that guy has made on them the last week? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, and then on the other hand, for some teams that are maybe not playing to where they uh, were projected, dude, Lindy Ruff benched Timo Meyer. I'm okay. The, I, I I was saying the f word a lot at the start of this podcast. That being the word fraud. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the New Jersey Devils are frauds. I think the way that they, like, you know, real like X's and O's kind of shit. I think is like very fraudulent. Like, look at that roster. That roster is stacked. Yeah, dude. Like, like a fucking got, pancakes, bro. You've got three lines of guys who can be point per game in the right situation. You've got one of the best offensive defensemen in the NHL on your team. You've got. <laughs> Tell me you a, don't want to have T, you don't want to see Timo Meyer on the bench go. I'm benched. Fuck you, Lindy. You're benched. Right. Like <laughs> the Devils roster is so well constructed, and for whatever reason, the way they play is just so like fraudulent. Like it's you know, I, I don't get it. I, I honestly don't understand. Well, you know, the funny thing is, I think it was your boy, Ryan, or maybe, no, I want to say maybe Drew Weber sure. pointed out the fact that at one point during the season so far, obviously just a couple weeks in, but he's like, um, did you know that Zetterland has more goals on the season than Timo Meyer? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, holy fuck, dude. And, 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 and Stefan Nason has more points than either of them combined. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Stephen Na- since Stefan Nason went to the Hurricanes, he's put together a very solid career. Like yeah, He has. Dude, he got he that was, look with the Sharks after yeah. how long with the uh, with, with the goals, right? Well, he was on – yeah, he was in Anaheim, and then he was in New Jersey, and then Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh waved him. He had a good showing uh, with the Sharks, and then – uh, you know, he found his way to the Hurricanes minor league team, completely lit it up, and then has been in the NHL with the Hurricanes the last two years and it's two years and has been awesome. And I know the revisionists are gonna say, Oh, imagine if he was doing that here. He <laughs> he wouldn't be. No. But I you know, it, it, it's really quite interesting, I think. And and you know, going back to the New Jersey Devils, 
Here's a spicy little meatball for you to think about. Yeah, whip it out. I got my fork. Let's go. You know, the, I mean, it remains to be seen kind of what happens. But it is. But, you know, if if the New Jersey Devils, if they don't kind of, you know, if they don't get it together, that second round pick of theirs that the Sharks own isn't going to become a first. <sighs> oh, yeah, we, we, that, mm-mm. We we need them to kick down. The I, door. I mean, we need them to pick it up. You yeah. know, need that. Yeah, we we're sucking the weenie for Celebrini right now. <coughs> but still, oh yo 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 yo. Um, speaking of which, I mean, we're talking about shit. I know that we have a game in here. Oh, so Bruins win tonight, three to one over the Ducks. So okay, that continues. Whatever. Um. Let's move a little bit more around the NHL because, I mean, it has been fun. Like I said, uh, for for a hot minute there, Carlson was like, hey, where the fuck is Carlson? And then all of a sudden, four games in, it's like, oh, four points. All right. Point per yeah, game player. D- he, he's, he's played very well despite the fact that the Penguins have been very mid. Yeah. So we're, we're covering. <laughs> like that loss they had last night was embarrassing. Oh, dude. Did you pay attention by any chance to a goal from McDavid this week? <laughs> tell I've seen me, him do many things this dude, week. Tell me that magnets aren't in the puck and magnets aren't part of McDavid's gear. Watch this. It's off to CeCe. Poke free by Kane, and now McDavid, what a spin, the recovery, the shot to score! Connor McDavid! It's not real! You can never really be prepared for this, but maybe he is the most. He goes down, spinorama, pops back up, and somehow that puck was loose. I mean, that's an absolute nightmare for that puck to be ahead of him when he gets up. But he attacks with so much speed, doesn't even miss a beat, and then buries it. Now, look, we hear it a lot. that it's, oh, Sometimes the puck just finds you. I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. <laughs> That, that, I don't know. That dude, so, that puck had like a the Waze app open to find Connor McDavid. <laughs> it does feel that way though sometimes. Like it does feel like the puck just follows him sometimes. <sighs> now, conversely, like how fast that happened. Like, oh my god, that was amazing. Can I show you what I believe may be the slowest shootout goal ever? Dude, when the voiceover guys go the play-by-play, can he move any slower? You know, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of crying about that goal, and I didn't get it. I mean, he didn't break like any rules, right? If you can't stop it, that's your fault. Yeah, but that right there, I'm kind of like, fuck, man. I wonder if we're going to see that start to become a thing around the league, where they just come in super slow. You know, obviously you can't stop. You always have to have forward momentum, but to just sit there and and just. Four feet out, pump. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Weird as shit, dude. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up to you, because I feel like, uh, like I gotta own this. I was okay. pretty apprehensive when 
the NHL moved on from the whole NBC behemoth monster that it is, and it's okay. ESPN's going to have some games, and TNT's going to have some games, and and maybe there might be a game over here, or you know, or hey, look over there. There's there's one over there. I was like, man, it could be difficult to get the ratings if people aren't sure what platform, what station it's going to be on. And you know what? So far, ESPN, NHL ratings are up big from last season. Lightning Sabres, Avalanche Kraken, each each averaged over 500,000 viewers. Dude, it, it despite all these many platforms, it's working. Do you think that, did the NHL do something right? <laughs> well, I think, you know, we always talk about like, getting eyes on your product, right? And having maximum exposure. And I think, you know, people want to say whatever they want to say about, um, you know, about the transition to streaming and certain channels and all that kind of stuff. But the bottom line is the NHL, I think more now than ever is on many different avenues, right? Like specifically for the United States, right? You know, they have the games on ESPN and the games are on TNT, obviously, but through that, you know, obviously, if you have the NHL package, it's on ESPN Plus or it's on Hulu. Right. Um, they're starting. They're starting to do games on HBO Max. You know, so are you serious? You, mm-hmm. Holy shit! I, I don't think they're exclusives, though. I think they're simulcast with TNT. But but too, it's it's still it's another platform. You know, there's some people that have HBO Max, but they don't have Hulu. So right. So I think yeah, I'm. You know, I think the they're doing a really good job at at you know, putting the games in a lot of different areas for people to see it. You know, David pointing out that they need to get rid of the blackouts. Oh, 100% agree that, with that. That that goes across every sport on the I, planet. I also think it's really stupid, personally, that, you know, you have the NHL package, in this case ESPN+. Plus. You have the NHL package. You are led to believe that you can watch every NHL game ever, right? Mm-hmm. At least for the current season. But what you don't get is... You don't get games that are on TNT. You have to watch it on TNT, which I think is obnoxious. <laughs> and if a game is on Hockey Night in Canada, even though it's nationally televised only in Canada, sorry, not going to be on ESPN Plus, mm-hmm. and NHL Network, which in my experience, the only people that have NHL Network are old people who don't know how their cable packages work. Oh! Yeah, you 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 find me someone under forty who's got the NHL network <laughs> that isn't a bar, right? <laughs> a sports bar. <laughs> so I think that's a bit lame. But other than that, and you know what, and and you know I've I know that you know I still fly the pirate flag as much as I can. But Hell yeah, for for completely unrelated reasons, I have the NHL package, and so I've been using that a lot, like on my TV, on my phone. It's it's quite nice, you know. There you go. So. Whatever. Um, yeah, I, I got a. I, I was a little, a uh, bit of a doubter. A little, mm, is this going to work? So far, it seems to be working really well. So, hey, you know, hashtag grow the game. Well, and, and also, like, we talked a lot about low bars. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, we, we've talked about how much we like TNT. ESPN, I think, has done a shit job of, of producing the NHL since they've gotten the right ba- rights back. I still think they do a better job than NBC does. So the bar is extremely low and they've cleared it. Um, I also wonder maybe are, are the numbers up because they couldn't shut the fuck up about Bedard. <laughs> and 
possible. This, yeah, and this was something that was on the uh, fan mailbag this week. It's like, is there such a thing as too much media attention? Because, you know, it's Bedard, 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 Bedard. It's, it's, it's becoming Bedarded, if you understand what I'm saying. But he, the response here is, has anyone ever said LeBron James gets too much attention? And, 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 and it's bad for him? Uh, no. And I'm like, uh, sir, I respectfully disagree. I've, I'm totally sick of LeBron James. Uh, then he said the same with Tom Brady. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking hate that guy too because it was Brady, 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 Brady. Brady. Oh my God. No, you can overexpose people and you get it to the point where people actively start actively rooting for them to lose, to suck for whatever. So l- let me ask you, let me ask you a question. Let me, yeah. let me, <laughs> for, cause obviously we are not the NHL. So let me put it, let me put it on a micro level. <laughs> Butter my toast, baby. So, and, and I'm just gonna, I'll just say it like this. Imagine after tonight's show, you get a DM from, you know, guy viewer who watched our show tonight. And he says, Hey, you know what? Um, I don't like your show anymore. I'm going to stop watching. What's your immediate reaction? I mean, watch it. Probably. I mean, if it, if it were me, I wouldn't even reply. Yeah, I wouldn't. But if I was asked for a reply, I'd be like, "Hey, that's fine. Plenty of uh, other shows for you to, uh, you know, we're not for everybody." Right. So or I could be a smartass and go, "Wait, when did we allow you to start watching? You're yeah, not allowed to." But in other words, it's okay. Whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Now. What if Guy Guy Viewerson watches our show and sends a DM to you and says, hey, I never heard about you guys before tonight, but I watched and I fucking love it. Yeah, best podcast ever. Like, are you not going to be like, hey, hell yeah, like, I'm lo- I love that. I love feeling that way, right? No, yeah, it's just, it's, and you so know, appreciate my- the, the, yeah, appreciate it. But it, it, it feels, the, the feeling of gaining a new listener is stronger than the feeling of losing a listener. And okay, what what the hell is your point? <laughs> my point is is that from the NHL, if you lose fans, doesn't really matter as much as gaining new fans. And the way that you gain new fans is you expose them to these players like McDavid, Crosby, Bedard, who are completely like on another planet when it comes to their skill level. And you say, hey, you should like our sport because this player is so fucking good at what they do. I do and then I think there's a better way. To go about it, which you know, I don't, I don't disagree with you on that. But I what mean, was, what was the opening game? Chicago Pittsburgh. No, no, no. There was one before that. It was oh, Tampa and um, somebody. Tampa, Na- Nashville, and yes, Tampa, Nashville. Yeah, and I'm like, here's Tampa, Nashville. Here's a team that won back to back cups just a couple years ago. Here's a team that is fucking terrible. Watch them get beat up on. <laughs> but. The fact of the matter is, in in Yav Vasilevsky, you know, you can talk about that, but it was just like it was fucking just Bedard, 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 and it's like, are they not playing in in two hours? Like, save it, right? <sighs> anyway, that's just me, but uh, whatever. Hey, let's get to our tweet of the week. Oh, uh, which I think this season might just turn into the the fanatics Ooh. fuck up of the week. Yikes. Yeah, so Abby here tweets out, this is going to be who's taking over for the NHL. 
and they <laughs> it's you know a shirt looks like a henley shirt but they applied the minnesota wild logo upside down it looks like a fucking christmas tree upside down to be fair <laughs> that's unbelievable I, no it really isn't this is right. the, you know this is fanatics this is and you see it you know at fanatics sucks on twitter it just it's a daily fucking occurrence and the fact that um oh my god who's the guy who owns the hockey news or whatever graham something the fact that he know. he this this cat wrote a whole slobber that when when it was announced that fanatics was going to be doing the on ice jersey he wrote a whole love letter about fanatics it's like oh you know i know people point out that they're you know every once in a while they do something you know, they churn out something, but that's only like 1% of what am I going? How? Like, like I've never heard about this until fanatics. You didn't hear about this with starter pro player, Reebok, Adidas, nothing. CCM. There's, Oh, Ryan, you demand dude. Great. Great. I'm never going to fucking be Graham. able to. Okay. But this chief, wrote yeah go go google this guy google google his name and then put fanatics next to it well you know it's a fucking love letter with fanatics getting the nhl contract they probably went to this guy who as you said he runs the hockey news or whatever <laughs> yeah and they probably said hey you know what like we got the nhl contract like we're gonna be like quasi partners like do you want to you know, do you want to write a little ditty about us and we'll give you, you know, 20% off plus free shipping and, you know, <laughs> like. I don't know, just the love letter was so full of shit where it's just like, you know, any business that churns out product, apparel, whatever, you know, 1% of it, there's going to be problems with it. Yeah, that's, and that's fine. It's, does that, like, I used to, you know, work for a record company and we would get in boxes of vinyl records. And every time we were shipping out, whether we shipped out 20 of them to a store, if we shipped out one to a subscriber, we literally looked at every one that we put in. Are the labels correct? You know, is there as soon is it as the correct item? <laughs> yeah. Like as soon as it came in, we would sit there, you know, magnifying glass, everything written correctly. Okay. Yep. Labels are on the right sides. Everything. Everything's perfect about it. These fucking guys. It's like, oh, somebody ordered a uh, an L.A. Kings shirt, you know, T-shirt, and then some person in the warehouse who doesn't know fuck all, doesn't care, grabs a Sacramento Kings polo and sends it off. And it's like, what's the? <laughs> they what? said Kings. <laughs> yeah, it said Kings, and they said shirt. You know, oh, there's a difference between a T-shirt and a polo. Didn't know. Oh well. You know, they it's both got, wear fucking it's got short sleeves. <laughs> yeah, it's got short sleeves and they both wear purple. Sue me. <sighs> Whatever. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, oh, but wait. Ooh, Barracuda. All right. The, the Cuda played a pair against Henderson this week. They lost two games by one goal. They're now one, two, and one. Ryan Carpenter is your Cuda point leader with six. Ozzy Weisblatt will serve the final game of a three game suspension after the Cuda host Henderson yet again, third time in a row this Wednesday at Texas U before playing two against Coachella Valley next weekend. 
And uh, there you go. But speaking of the Barracuda, Ian Reed did speak for an hour this past Wednesday. So make sure you go check that out on the YouTube channel. I know he's working to get Nick Nolenberger in there because uh, sometimes they're just weird scheduling quirks. Shit happens. What are you going to do? Prize time, baby. So what was the, uh, what was it? It was how many penalties? (laughs) It says how many, or I guess a better way to phrase the question. I mean, yes, it's how many penalties will the Sharks draw, but it's essentially how many power plays will they have when you think about it? Um, If that works for you, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, it means the same thing, does it not? Uh, Yeah, six of one, half a dozen in the other. Tornado potato. Yeah. So how many penalties or how many power plays? Whatever. So uh, Jerk informed me that we uh, we had two people that got close. Uh, did they go over or were they under? All right, so I'll, here, I'll give you a whole what, Yeah. Well, and tell me, what. first off, what was the final number? So in the game against Carolina, the Sharks had six power plays. In the game against Boston, they had three power plays. In the game against the Predators, they had... Two power plays, and if you so keep the score at home, 12? that's 11. I thought it was 12. What'd two, you say? Two, three, and six. That's oh, 11. two, three, and six. My bad. Okay, go no, ahead. No, you're okay. 11 total power plays. And <laughs> looking at, looking at my, my little scratch paper here, we had two people who came in, and they said 10.5. Oh, because we did throw in the half. Yeah. And initially, because there was somebody who said 12. And so initially, I'm like, all right, this is our guy. And I'm like, wait a minute. We had two people who said 10.5. Hold on a second. Hold the phone. So 10.5 is closer to 11 than 12. That is correct information. So I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to dox anybody here, but um, a person whose email is the grease. Hold on. Uh, are, Are we like, like what you put bacon in or like the country? Uh, like, uh, like what you put bacon in They're They're the grease. I, again, I don't want to dox them, but the, <laughs> the grease and, uh, where's the other one? Where did it go? Oh, and CL again, we're not doxing people here. Sure. The grease and CL are our winners. They both said 10.5 penalties. Okay, are any of these people in the chat? If you are, like, you know, throw up, uh, you know, an emoji that is like, you know, hey, party, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, so CL, CL is a name I recognize. They played in a handful of the giveaways last year. and Did the they win? Gre- um, Let me check. I know CL has played last year. Oh, oh look at green. that. <laughs> look at that. Ah, what up, dude? It's funny. I And, and so... The gre- like obviously the grease like that's not something that I initially recognized, but this person's government name does look familiar to me. All right. I don't know from where, maybe from Twitter. I'm not totally sure. Um, but yeah, and then like I said, but I they they might be a first time player, or if they're not, maybe they played under a different name. Um, but I know CL played a bunch last year. CL, I believe C yeah CL played in every contest last year. Um, they didn't win any of them, but they played in every contest we did last year. So, oh, but oh, so they didn't win last year, but they won now. Yeah, I mean, we did. Let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six. We did six contests last year. CL played in all of them and lost all of them. So, um, how many how many entries did we have in this week? We had eighteen entries. 18, that's no, it. No, I'm sorry, seven, I'm sorry, 17. Oh, gee, this is even worse. 
All right, so um, there you go. All right, so we got a couple winners. So, like I said, that was the uh, first one of the show. So, CL and uh, the Grease. I have the Grease's address and information already. Still waiting on CLs. Okay, uh, so hopefully that that will uh, ship this week. Uh, might have to wait until Friday, just to let you know. I do have a, a life and a day job. Oh, you know what? I am. I'm just looking back now. The Grease, they played in uh, Lunchbox 2.0 last year. But lost. But lost okay. by, like, quite a bit. Well, so. <laughs> well hey, hey, they got the Lunchbox now, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so I said it last week for this to open the season that this that we had Hurdle Bobbles. The prize pack, right? Yeah, Hurdle Bobbles, Sharks Lunchbox, Uprising Jersey, but for... Last week's show, the, the the two people that just won the Grease and CL, this was it. they were going to get all three. This is going to be the the hat trick prize pack. Sure. So that'll be going out this week to both of you. Congratulations! Uh, but it's time then to ask another question. Ask it. We're not going to. I don't know that we're going to do overs and unders and halves. I thought that was just something funny to do for uh, the the opening one. Sure. Uh, so we got four games this week, right? Um, let's see. Let's take a little look-see here. Tuesday, Florida, Thursday, Tampa Bay, Friday, October 27th against Carolina. And, oh, there's a game on Sunday. Who the fuck rigged that? All dude, right. dude. And, and <laughs> so yes, four. <laughs> okay. But, and then to be fair, this is something I just want to. Oh, it's at two o'clock. That's juicy. Do, do, at the same time that the Niners are playing. Oh, why? Exactly. So, uh. <laughs> I'm just putting this out there now for the people that do come on, you know, and join us every Sunday regularly. Of course, we totally appreciate you. Tell a friend. Um, usually, when games are played on Sundays, we come on and take over that whole after dark thing. We come on as soon as the game is over. Now, because. <laughs> Jerk and I watched Niners football along with Sharks hockey. <laughs> uh, things may change next week. We may not come on right after the end of the Sharks game. We may just adhere to our seven o'clock schedule next week. Yeah, because the game, like if you if you overestimate, the game's going to be over at five p.m. Both of them. Correct. Yeah, and so. I'm just saying right now, chances are next week, we're probably going to be on at our normal seven o'clock time. So for those who enjoy after dark, when they go on, you know, immediately following the game, you know what, if, if, if you like surprises, keep an eye on our YouTube, subscribe, you'll find out next Sunday, <laughs> whether, <laughs> whether we're on at the end of the game or we're on at seven and keep an eye on, you know, the Teal Town Twitter too. We'll probably throw out a little ditty. Yes. When we're going to go on, just depending on what happens. Yeah. Something, the, there will be a decision made at some point. All right. So, uh, and then the next game is Tuesday, right? Yeah. So it's so Tuesday, Florida. Oh, and it's the Frozen Frenzy, right? So they, they start at like 445 or something weird. Yeah. 445 Pacific, <laughs> uh, which, whatever. Yeah. I, I like the idea, but mm. all right. So uh, the question this week. Four games. Yes. Four games, people. What will be the combined, wh whoever's in, in whether it's Blackwood or Kakanen, 
after four games, what will be the combined save percentage? Ooh, Jesus. Dude, that's, that, a, that's a good one, though, because that one forces you to, you know, use your noodle. D- well, dig in the weeds, use your noodle, and I'm going to preface it again. This is This is one of those ones where it's the closest without going over. Closest without, okay. So there and you go. Wor- worth mentioning as well, I think you'll agree with me here. If, let's just say, we're throwing it, just being hypothetical here. If, say, at the conclusion of those four games, say it's like, okay, game one, Kakanen, whatever. Game two, Blackwood, whatever. Game three, Kakanen, whatever. And then game, you get to game four. If you If it's a situation where Blackwood gets pumped, and he's got like a 5-3-5 five, five save percentage, <laughs> and then Kakinen comes in and doesn't allow a goal for the rest of the time, and it's a 1.00, both of those numbers are going to be averaged out to get the game four save percentage. I just want to make it clear. Yeah. So not that that's going to matter to anybody who's playing because the law have already long guessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and but... I, ju- I just, in, in for the people, Ryan uh, Tier, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Faulty Synapse, don't enter here. Let me explain. <laughs> I appreciate you. Don't enter here. Email hockey jerk. I'm sorry. Or Twitter. Oh yeah, you can hit them up on the DMs, or 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 not on DMs. Whichever way you want to enter is fine. Uh, if you want to show your work to everybody else, but normally the way to uh, get in on this email hockey jerk. It's all one word. Hockey jerk one zero at gmail.com with your answer. They have to be submitted by 4 p.m. Pacific on Tuesday, October 17th. October 24th. My bad. October 24th. (laughs) (laughs) I have some shit from last week still written down. So October 24th. Again, we'll announce the winner next Sunday at some point. (laughs) I already got one save percentage. Nice. And, um, yeah. Now, there will be times where we will have multiple winners again. Again, we have a, a lot of bobbleheads, a lot of lunchboxes, and definitely a lot of jerseys. So, and I'm not even sure what we're going to be giving out the next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Might the just... mystery box. It could be anything. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you got uh, to... I'm walking into the prize, you know, the, the prize closet right now. Let's see which what we pull out. But... Yeah, we're, we're not sure. But anyway, when we get close, I would say, you know what? Maybe like the three Sundays between, because I think we, dude, don't we have like a ridiculous amount of takeovers in December? Uh, Yeah, on in December, where is it oh, here? It's so stupid. Like four in out of de- five, right? In December, there are four, yeah, four Sundays. <sighs> four out of five Sundays are takeovers. Oh, fucking shoot me now. All right. Uh, but you know, we're feeling froggy. We're feeling in the festival, you know, the festivus, the mood, the giveaway people, Santa, whatever. Uh, so in December, those shows that we do that are takeovers, those, we will probably also do, um, the hat trick prize pack where you get all three for the month of December. But I mean, and, and you know, the. You know, one of those Sunday games um, is on December 31st, so maybe it might be a situation where, and we're just spitballing here, Sure, it might be a situation where it's like, hey, you know what, new year, new collection of bullshit, here are 
10 things I don't want anymore. Here you go. <laughs> oh, I like that. And it might be something that, like, you know, honestly, like I'm taking a look right over now at my bookshelf. Um, I have a light-up bracelet with dead batteries from the 2019 playoff <laughs> run. That might find its way in there. Was it there at Game 7? Oh, who needs a <laughs> wank? <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, it, it's funny. I feel like I've been, I mean, you know, I've been saying for probably close to a year now. Oh, I want, I want to go through some of my stuff and try and offload some shit. Maybe, you know, well, it'll have to be prearranged. You know, there might need to be some kind of, <laughs> some kind of something. You know, um, but you know, I don't want to speak for AJ, but maybe on my end there might be a spicy little prize that could find its way there. Hey now, uh, oh, and I should note that. Um... I mentioned earlier uh, that Weisblatt's uh, suspension, I guess, was going to conclude this week. Lacey said it already concluded. So there you go. So hopefully uh, we'll see Ozzy back this Wednesday. Um, so there you go. Combine, total save percentage combined. Four games. Whoever's in. Blackwood, Kakinen, doesn't matter. Both. Ha- <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah. All combined. Fuck, if Emmy gets called a whoever. Uh, but e, like I said, best bet, email hockeyjerk10 at gmail.com, or you can hit them up at hockey underscore jerk on the Twitter. Uh, already, again, got, already got three entries. This nice. is fun. And again, 4 p.m. Pacific, Tuesday, October 4th. That's when they have to be in. That's the latest. 359, absolutely. 401, fuck you. And, and you know, I this thought, <clears throat> excuse me, this thought crossed my mind last week when I was collecting entries. You know, if you and 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 I say this with a hundred percent confidence, if you send me a pick, you are in. It counts. So if say you send me something and maybe I don't hit you back that I received it, don't worry. If you send it to me, I got it. <laughs> we got you, boo. <laughs> um, let's get to the bets before we get out of here, bro. Hey, so uh, <laughs> I just got a DM. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little fun here. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> one thumbs up in the chat, and I'll give Ramon Garcia the Discord link. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Ramon. It's coming your way. <laughs> so, uh, if if it you know, as you may well know, the jerk man. Happens oh. to uh, live in the uh, the city of sin, the one that you can see from space because it's so well lit with all that neon. He loves himself the occasional bet. Occasional, that's being nice. Yeah, well, I'm trying to be cool. but All right, so coming into the season, Jerk owed me a crispy fin because EK got traded. Then, yep. huh? I said, yep. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, coming into this week, it was Cunning. And I should also say, I haven't seen Jewel. Jewels, I haven't seen her in the chat all night. But last week, you bet me a fin that Cunning would have a goal this week. And Jewels. Uh, I, I believe I said he had a point, but fair point. Uh, well, I have it written down goal. Okay, but either fair. way, he didn't have either. <laughs> so it doesn't fucking matter but the fact that Jewels came in and said oh you're gonna lose AJ guess what <laughs> <laughs> Jules has my back I forget. Jules is awesome she's always got my back alright so we're we're up to we're up to uh, 10 bucks total right now hey you know what dude it's week 3 <laughs> oh yeah of course no you can There's totally still, get this when, back <laughs> when, when I when you know when it's the end of the season and I'm losing 
and I bet you everything I owe you that uh, <laughs> that Mike Hoffman is going to take a phantom high sticking penalty and it hits, <laughs> you're going to really know what's hit you. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, then the other bet, um, okay, so we can take the cunning bet off the fucking, off the board. That's done. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to take that. Uh, so right now, total to AJ, 10 bucks. Uh, but I'm feeling really good about the other one so far, dude. Would they put the O in October by going winless in nine games through Halloween? You set the over under at two and a half games that they would win more than two and a half games at this point. Do you think they'll get more than two and a half points? <laughs> uh, let me take a little gander at who we're playing. Florida, uh, the Florida Tampa. teams, Carolina, the team that just whacks your ass. Yeah, Washington. Okay, Washington. Here's the thing. There's the one that you might pull those two points. I think that here's the thing. I'm gonna get. I'll I'll get a little spicy with you. I'll, I'll let's call it right here. Sharks and and you're gonna bust your ass laughing. Oh, sharks are gonna, sharks are gonna go three and one this week. <laughs> Because, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me explain something to you. Florida. Law, law of averages. I, I, I'm, I'm hammering law of averages. Law of averages says they'll probably get a win. Florida is also struggling uh, lately, right? Tampa Bay. They're obviously still a very good team. They score a lot of goals. Guess what? Vasilevsky is hurt probably until New Year's Day. Mm. Get to them early score goals then everybody on the sharks is in a slump except for hurdle would be real nice for a lot of those to get busted carolina i have no thoughts on it washington capitals frauds beat them all right there you go you you're whole i'm still trying to compute this hold on best fucking place in the world just added a uh, a comment in the chat augie's montreal deli gonna be a long tough season Going to have to enjoy the process of watching the rebuild. And you know the best way to enjoy that is having yourself some Canadian smoked meat, baby, from Augie's. And again, shout out, you know, no free ads, but goddamn, they make the best fucking sandwiches. <laughs> I think I think for Augie's, I think I think a free ad is absolutely okay. Yeah. I'll say, uh, you know what, Augie's, like, you know, we don't have any sponsor thing happening right now, but say, hey, shout out, Augie's, just saying, you want to throw me a free sandwich next time I'm at the tank? I'm not going to turn it down. a little uh coffee crisp a little smarties yeah i roll that way so you're saying literally three the sharks are going to go three and one correct and you you want to put a spicy no 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 i i don't want to put any scratch on it i just want to i just want to put it out there and say like i don't want to put any scratch on it. i just want to say hey this is something that I'm thinking about. I smell so parlay. <laughs> so, so, so if I'm if I'm right, then I don't win anything, and if, except for just you know, hey, you know, you were right randomly. You and get if I'm your wrong, four, you get your fourteen points. And if I'm wrong, then you can say, dude, are you an idiot? Like everybody <laughs> knew that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> All right, so but I'm feeling really good about that. Could be could be fifteen bucks next week. Uh, hell, it could be 15 by the next two games. Let's be honest. Yeah, no shit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the other thing, th- see, and but here's the bet that I feel like I'm going to get hosed on is is that attendance thing. But that's something that we have to wait until the end of the season. Yeah, but that one is also like you know that one's rigged in my favor. 
It is. It is rigged in your favor, but I don't know if you've looked at the schedule, bro. That game on Tuesday, November 14th against Florida, that could be the one, dude. <laughs> or well, Tuesday against Winnipeg in December. Dude, I have a yeah. dude, I'm feeling good about both of those games. I think the Winnipeg one might hit. When was the last time you saw a bunch of Jets fans at the tank? Just saying. Shit. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> so <laughs> coming up this week, the Sharks are gonna finish up this five game road trip. Uh, as Jerk just mentioned, games against Florida, Tampa, Carolina, and Washington. Uh, again, you'll have to stay tuned to find out what the hell uh you know, it's just gonna be a surprise next Sunday as to what happens. But that's why you subscribe to this YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, there you go. So on Twitter, you can follow him at hockey underscore jerk. Hit me up at AJ underscore. You know what? Don't. (laughs) I get enough follow. I don't need any more followers on Twitter. Just follow at Teal Town USA hockey underscore jerk. I don't. Honestly, I don't need any more fucking friends, to be honest. (laughs) I I don't (laughs) care. I don't care about social media anymore. But remember to subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel. You know, do that to support everybody else that's here. Whether, you know, Ian, the Eric's, Jewels, Dana, you know, I mean, the, the whole crew. Just do that. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And again, leave your take in the comment section of this video if you weren't able to join us live. Again, usually here every Sunday, 7 o'clock. And you can find links to our social media, the podcast apps, and more included in the show notes find everything on tealtownusa.com again you want the vip discord invite you want to get behind that velvet rope you hit up hockey underscore jerk on the twitter machine and always remember to check out after dark that follows every single sharks game this season so last looks man i mean how how bad can it get because last i looked all right through 82 game, or the, the pace right now, through five games, 0-4-1. That's one point. Dude, they're on a pace right now through 82 games to get 20 points. Hammer the over. <laughs> Is it an option? Can you hook me up with that? Show me the uh, the betting app that will you know? Yeah, the, yeah let me hammer the, the over. The, when the Teal Town Sportsbook opens, <laughs> it'll be uh, minus 20,000. Dude, last year they lost 36 games in which they had a lead 14 times when leading in the third. This season, the Sharks have lost both games in which they led, and that lead was in the third both times. <laughs> Their goals four in the first, three. Goals against, five. Goals four in the second period, two. Goals against wow. in the second, six. Goals four in the third period, two. Goals against in the third, eight. I mean, it it just gets worse as the games go on, man. <laughs> it's <sighs> all right. So, uh, what are you, what are you looking for this week? Like a point for the Sharks? Sure. I already told you, dude. Three and one. Okay, three and one. There you go. Any, any anything <laughs> no, else, uh, anything else to share? I I mean, being that they are the only winless team remaining, I would like them to win. You know, I kind of think that goes without saying. But some of these guys who Oh. You know, either either the guys uh, who are expected to be part of the team long term or the guys that we're expecting to trade away in about five months. I'd like to see him get going. Oh, God, wouldn't that be great? Can, can we increase the trade value just a little bit, please? Yeah. And um, 
for those who maybe kept track, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. <laughs> um, the picks that I made last week uh, at the end of the podcast, I said um, for gambling picks, I picked three guys who I thought were going to get their first goal on Monday's game. How that worked? Only, only one of them got it. There you go. But I think the fact that it wasn't zero, I think it's cool. That's a win. Take it. Yeah. So, um, only one game tomorrow: Montreal and Buffalo. Hey, uh, dude, here, here's your time. This is uh, Jerk's betting corner. I'll be right back. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. So, if you're looking for something on the Montreal Canadian side to throw some scratch on, I would say Nick Suzuki to get a goal, I think is probably a good shout. It's going to be his fifth game of the season. He's got none yet so far. I think, you know, if you wanted to throw a couple, some scratch, five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever on Nick Suzuki to get a goal, that'll probably pay out. Um, let's see, actually, I can tell you what that'll pay out right now. Um, and, you know, this, is a, this would be a, a net number, you know, your net payout, right? Um, you know, right now, Nick, Nick Suzuki to get a goal, you, you throw five bucks on him to get a goal. That's a, that's a net payout of 10 bucks, you know, so 15 total all said and done. Not a bad shout if you want to make some quick scratch. Um, and then on the Buffalo Sabres side of things, Tage Thompson has been absolutely flinging (laughs) the puck towards the net, absolutely flinging it. He's add just some really quick math. Um, if you follow Jerk on Twitter, I do believe Tage Thompson was tweeted in all caps. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, because Tage Thompson helped me win a lot of money this week. And, uh, uh, but Tage Thompson has been absolutely flinging the puck. Um, you know, he's averaging four shots on goal a game, which, if you again, you throw a you throw some five dollars on that specifically. Um, you know, because he's done it, you're not going to get as big of a return. You'd be looking at, you know, a $5 bet would return you net $4.10, gross $9.10. But <laughs> gross. You know, but if you're if you're kind of a big spender, you throw 50 on there, all of a sudden that's a $40 return. So um, that's something to think about. That said, I, you know, he is averaging four shots a game. I don't think he's going to hit four shots a game consistently like he has been. Um, so... That's something that you can keep an eye on, but I don't know that I would throw a whole lot of money on there just because eventually things are kind of going to go sideways there. So Buffalo, it's a bit of a mixed bag. You could say Alex Tuck first goal of the season. I think that would be a good shout as well, and that's um, that's going to be a similar payout to the Nick Suzuki one, a little bit less, but but similar. So you got some guys who are known for scoring goals that don't have any yet. Something to think about. And you know something I'm going to be thinking about this week? Mm-hmm. That maybe we need to get a bet in between us. That uh, might this be the season that the Sharks set a franchise record for least amount of points. Huh. You, you got Augies in there saying twenty wins tops. For those of you who are no, I think they're saying twenty points tops. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because Ryan said, I think they'll win about 22 games this season. Oh, okay. Augie's saying 20 tops. Dude, last I looked, that's 40 points. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, of course you're going to throw in a couple OTs here, you know, OT losses here and there. I mean, they picked up one against Colorado already for their singular point that they have on the season. Right. So, yeah. 
Dude, I don't I don't know what the lowest point total is that the Sharks have ever had, but they they might hit it this year. And, and <laughs> it, dude, and it would be so Sharks for them to finish in the basement by like 8, 10, 12 points and still get screwed on the lottery and miss out and end up drafting third. That would be so Sharks, dude. But I digress. Would be. Uh anything else before we say goodbye to the people? Um, I don't think so. Um, thank you for watching and listening as always. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. Again, hit the subscribe button. Congratulations to the grease. That's, I love that name. The grease and CL you say. Yep. Congrats. And, uh, an early congrats to whoever wins next week, I suppose. So yeah. th- thanks for joining us on this yet another fun Sunday night. Remember, next week we're going to uh, be expecting all of you to show up in the chat wearing some sort of a costume. <laughs> Just letting you know, we may have to judge. We may have people submitting photos on Twitter during the show. We don't know. It, 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 again, this the show always evolves. It's it's whatever whim we come up with. Oh, look who fucking showed up! Sharks jewels, jewels. <laughs> the woman who said that I would lose the cunning bet that I just won. Shows up at the very fucking end. How's it going, baby? (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us this Sunday night. And remember, After Dark will be here for you following... What's the first game? At Florida Tuesday. Oh, and remember, Frozen Frenzy. So set your watches accordingly. Good night, everybody.